0: We
1: continued at scs.georgetown.edu/podcast. I reached out to We Energies, which approves permits for homeowners to produce solar energy. Between May and December, it got 30 applications from Alteray submitted on behalf of homeowners in our region waiting to generate solar power. And not one of those permits had been approved by We Energies because none of those 30 homeowners could prove their solar systems worked.
2: From the Fox 6 studios, this is Open Record.
1: We're investigative reporters breaking down the big stories, what it took to get them, taking you behind the scenes. It's the stuff we couldn't tell you on TV. On this
0: episode, in the dark, customers wanted to make solar electricity, investing in solar panels on their homes. But they found themselves off the grid instead. Hello everyone, I'm Amanda St. Hilaire here with Jenna Sacks. Hello. And Brian Polson.
2: Uh, so can you, m- can you make like solar energy on a day like today when it's snowing and there's like a storm coming in? I would...
1: Not a ton. From what I've gathered, clear skies are optimal for yeah. making solar power, but you can make some. Just well, I'm guessing
2: it stores up when on the good days, right? Exactly. That's the idea. Yeah, there's
1: a lot of other factors to take into consideration, like whether there are a lot of trees nearby that could make shade for your solar panels. But, yeah, I'm told you can generate some solar well, power. And
2: we've been lucky this year not to have had those, like, minus 10, minus 20-degree days like we usually have, at least we haven't yet. Be
0: careful. We don't know oh, when know. this episode's well, going to come point. out.
2: Maybe when this comes out, it'll already have happened. But so here in, what are we, in mid-January as we're recording this, we haven't had those horrible, I mean, we've got a couple of like cold days, but not like it the hasn't been stuff. bad. I fear when we get those, the next bill because you just know it's a high heat time. And that's when you start thinking, oh, you know what? Solar panels, that might be a good idea.
0: Well, and I think a lot of people just don't know how they work in general. And And
2: that gets us right into this story. With no solar power and looming loan payments, customers reached out to Contact 6.
0: And Jenna, you found out they were not alone. Many took out loans
1: worth thousands of dollars to have panels installed. And then the panels didn't work. Right, solar power is measured in kilowatts, and these people had not produced one kilowatt of energy. They took out loans for 15000 $35,000 for their installations, and they had nothing to show for it. This after a lot of initial excitement and what they thought was a good experience with the installer. They went ahead and started doing work, and it was like, wow, this is gonna be great. I'm so excited, we're going solar. So that was Mary May's reaction before everything went wrong. She'd hired a company called Alteray out of Utah to do the installation. But the job wasn't finished properly, and Alteray became unreachable. Then her village called and said on top of all that, the permits hadn't even been pulled properly. So what was the issue? Why didn't the panels work? Well, we brought in experts from the current electric company to answer that question. Uh, that's a company based out of Brookfield, and we invited them to the home of John Kaiser. He's another Alteray customer we interviewed for our store. And they found a few things that concerned them. Most significantly, an entire production meter that was supposed to be installed on the side of the home was just missing. The owner of that company, Chuck Smith, said he was just really disappointed to see that.
2: It hurts me and in my industry to hear that there's people coming in from out of state making a quick sale and not getting this properly permitted and properly installed. So I have to admit, I wouldn't even know where to begin if I were looking for solar panels, uh, but I suppose a place like the BBB would be a good place to start. When you started looking into this, what did you uncover about Alta Ray?
1: Well, you mentioned the BBB. We went to their website. It's a good place to start. And at that time, the BBB gave Alta an F rating. Now, if you check today, it gives it a no rating because this place is no longer in business. That's a change since our story. We suspected it at the time of our story, but now it's pretty much confirmed. Their website's gone. This is a company that got more than 100 complaints and actually had its BBB accreditation revoked for not responding to complaints. So
2: they had been accredited by BBB at one point.
1: Yes, they were, but they were not responsive to anyone, and that's an important part of the BBB and maintaining on their website. The BBB now says this company had a pattern of complaints about misleading sales tactics, billing issues, and customer service and installation problems consistent with what we heard. And you found out there were
0: several more people in our area who felt like they were in a bad position because of Alta Ray.
1: Right, beyond just the people we talked to for our story. I reached out to WeEnergies for our report, which approves permits for homeowners to produce solar energy. And it told me that between May and December, it got 30 applications from Alteray submitted on behalf of homeowners in our region waiting to generate solar power. And not one of those permits had been approved by WeEnergies because none of those 30 homeowners could prove their solar systems worked. They were all stuck in various stages of installation. So
0: let's back up a little bit and talk about how this is supposed to work. The idea is that the homeowners through their solar panels are then able
1: to sell energy to we Energies. is that right? Right, there's a few reasons people get solar energy. One is they like the idea of going solar and being green and making some money eventually by generating their own solar power, as you mentioned. Part of the sales pitch is that you are going to be generating enough solar power, not only to eliminate your need to buy energy, but to create excess energy, which you sell to we Energies. To get these panels installed, you have to take out Loans. Tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, so this loans. is a
2: big investment up front on that promise that it's going to pay off as time goes on.
1: Exactly. And they're telling you that the amount of money you're making from We Energies every month is going to offset your loan payment. That's going to kick in per month. So let's say you're making $60 a month selling your energy to We Energies, Your loan payment will be $60 a month. So it's a net zero situation. And that's very appealing to people. And then once the loan is paid off, which they say it might be 8 to 10 years, it might be more like 20, depending on your situation. Then you get to pocket that money. So it is an economic investment as and well. And then on top of that, the idea is that your own energy bills are lower than right? Right, or pretty much non-existent. So that's very appealing to people to not have to be dependent on we energies for that kind of thing and people reached out to us because their loan payments were kicking in but they were not producing any energy yet so not only were they still paying we energies but they had to start paying for these loans as well and that was really frustrating to them. so
2: this is one of those things where the promise of how it's supposed to work is attractive because you're saving money on your own energy bill you might be making enough money to pay off the loans maybe even a little more if all goes well and then once the loans are, in fact, paid off, now it's just pure profit. But it starts with your big upfront investment.
1: So right. it's risky. But the idea is that, well, this isn't going to cost me a thing because I'm going to be making Oh, you're money. making the
2: loan payments as you go. So, it, right.
1: Right. So you fill out a lot you're of paperwork. You're still taking on that debt, but it, though. Paperwork, but it shouldn't affect your life too much because, really, you shouldn't be losing money if this works the way they sell it to you. So what was Altaray's plan? problem because I would
0: think that a company would want to do things correctly and be responsive if there was an issue unless they already knew they were on their way out of business when all of this was
1: happening. What was the deal? So- from what we gathered is they hired salesmen in our state who went out and made a lot of sales. I talked to one salesman who told me that his job was to go out and make sales. And he did that, but then he felt his responsibility ended at the sale. At that point, Alteray took over. They installed these systems. He couldn't even tell me who did the installations. He said he didn't know. But then afterwards, these salesmen were quitting because they were unhappy with their treatment by Alteray, the promises they were made on the business side of things that weren't being followed through with. So they had no one to follow up with. Alta became unreachable. They weren't responding to their calls. And they couldn't get anything from the salesman because they said, well, we don't work there anymore. So So the person
0: who made you those promises is now nowhere to be found.
1: Right. You have no one to turn to to talk about your problem. And in the meantime, you're worried about your loan that's going to be kicking in. And you're worried about missing out on the federal solar tax credits. So in 2019, when we did this story, the solar federal tax credits were 30%. So that's Money off your cost of installation this year. Those credits went down to 26 percent. So that's just lost money.
2: Well, I, I I gather that if there was some sort of discord or miscommunication between the salesman or salespeople for Alterate and the company itself supplying the product and doing all the things, if I mean, is that do you have the sense that that's where the problem was, and then it's the consumer that sort of pays the price?
1: You know. This company is based out of Utah, and I requested a lot of information from their consumer protection unit out there, but they have different laws than we do out in Utah. Here in Wisconsin, we can request copies of consumer complaints and we'll get copies of them. There might be some information redacted, but we'll get those complaints. I requested that information from Utah and they wouldn't provide anything, Um, basically saying we don't provide complaints and other information unless we've Charge them with something or if we followed through with some sort of disciplinary action. So I can't go to Utah. I can't ask those questions. And Altaray was not reachable for me either. The most I ever got was I sent a message to their Facebook page saying, who can I contact? Because no one's responding to me. They sent me an email, marketing at alteray.com or something like that. I emailed that. I got nothing. So I had to eventually give up on talking to Altaray and turn to someone else to try to resolve this story.
2: And there's one more party involved in this, right? And that's because you've got Alteray, but then you've also got the finance company that actually financed these loans.
1: Right. And that's where we finally made some headway. There is a company called Mosaic that finances these loans, and they finance loans for a lot of solar panel installation projects. And we ended up reaching out to them and saying, we've heard from several people. We know through We Energies that there's at least 30 homeowners in our area who are affected can you do anything for them? Can you at least defer their payments because they're not producing solar energy? And to their credit, they got back to me very quickly and said, we are concerned about this. Thank you for bringing it to our attention. We've escalated this to the highest levels within our organization. And they did follow through with people. I know from the people I interviewed that they did get phone calls from the CFO of Mosaics apologizing and saying, we're going to help you get this installed. We're going to get an installer out there We're going to rework your paperwork so your loans aren't kicking in yet, and we promise you are going to qualify for those solar tax credits.
0: So what happens now when you go online and search for Altaray? Because I'm fascinated with this company that it
1: itself kind of fell off the grid after its customers said they were off the grid. You won't find much about Altaray right now. Their website says it's expired, doesn't exist anymore. They used to have a Facebook presence They kind of do now, but mostly if you search Facebook, you're going to find a lot of complaints about them. You're going to find bad complaints through the BBB, other complaints online. So you're not going to find any useful information for contacting them now. Um, You're just going to find a whole lot of complaints. I
2: feel feel like more and more people are doing this or interested in the idea of going solar. And I would imagine that industry players hate when something like this happens because it might scare people away. Like, you know what, that's just not worth the risk. Um, what what is your sense of, of the impact this kind of thing has on people considering, should I get involved? Should I do this?
1: It has an impact. And the gentleman I interviewed from the solar panel company out of Brookfield, I feel like summed up the thesis statement of my story, which is this is disappointing for local companies to find out people are coming in from out of state and they're not doing the job well and they're not filing the proper paperwork that makes us all look bad and the truth is we do have companies here in our area who can do this kind of work and will do it well so these people found alterate by hitting google by responding to a facebook ad and they didn't do as much research as maybe you should. And maybe if you're investing in something as expensive as solar panels, you need to stay local or find someone you trust. You need to read reviews, talk to resources, um, references, that kind of thing before you make such a big investment. Um, And I will say, we Energies, we work with them on a lot of stories. After we reached out to them and talked to them about Alta they took the initiative of calling all those 30 people who had filed permits and saying, hey, just so you know, this might be a scam. You know, we haven't been able to reach this company. We know that you're not generating solar power. You might want to turn to somebody else and get these panels installed because I don't think it's going to happen with Alta So you know, that was to their credit.
2: Do you know if, so they made promises here that obviously were very attractive, and then they couldn't come through on the sort of installation. And do we know if the promises themselves were unrealistic? I mean, in general, going solar, a, do you know what people are experiencing in terms of, are they in fact, you know, not only reducing their own bills, but making enough money to pay off their loans and sort of get, I mean, what's the experience generally been as more people go it, this route?
0: As in, if the panels themselves had worked, would these have been happy customers or would they maybe still have some well, Yeah, I, I, were they
2: over-promised and just, or, or was were or they promised accurately but just under-delivered?
1: Well, I know Chuck Smith from Current Electric said he felt that at John Kaiser's home, maybe he had been overpromised on how much he could actually produce. He said there's quite a few trees in this yard. He might not produce as much as he was promised he would. So that's always a possibility and what you can do is you can contact we Energies and ask them what your solar power capabilities are and they should be able to give you some numbers for your home, but there are a lot of factors that come into play. I know we don't live in the South where there's sunshine all the time. I think there are a lot of places embracing solar power in Wisconsin because it can be generated. Potawatomi sells, to we Energies, schools have solar power now, churches, various businesses have decided to do it. So there is money to be made there, but it's a long term, and it's investment. not for everybody. No. I mean, if you live in a heavily wooded area, it doesn't make sense. Um, Who knows what neighbors are going to think when they start popping up on people's houses. Maybe they won't care, but that's aesthetically something to think about, too.
0: My only other question, I guess, is what's what's your big takeaway from this story? Because this was a unique one. It was interesting to watch the process of you trying to get this information from Utah and track down this company that no longer had a working website.
1: My takeaway would be to hire local whenever you can. I think that we have people here who do a good job. Don't take a risk on a company where you can't you can't actually visit their location if something goes wrong. These people had nowhere to go. They can't drive to Utah to try to resolve their issues, and the salesmen weren't very helpful either. So it's helpful when you can physically go somewhere if you have a problem. Well,
2: and if you just do take time to look at that BBB website and you see a big letter F, it's probably a good indicator you might want to do a little more research into finding someone reliable.
1: Well, true, but sometimes BBB hasn't quite caught up yet. You, no, some, it's, it's, it, it's the true.
2: absence of an F may not be enough, but when you when see, see the that that F, that's usually a pretty good sign. There have been some problems. Right,
1: I think sometimes with the BBB, you might see a higher letter grade, and that doesn't always mean everything. But when you see a bad letter grade, stay away. Take, Take it that seriously.
0: seriously. Yeah. Oh And
1: that's the dinner bell, which means it is time for our dinner party question. This is a segment where we answer questions we most often get asked as journalists at parties or events or when we're out and about.
2: Here's the catch. I sometimes say too much. No, (laughs) that's that's not what it says here. Sometimes. I do. Yeah. um, Anyway, we have no idea what the question is. And there are several envelopes in front of us. And I guess it's my turn. So I get to pick one uh, of the remaining four or five. Hey, we could use some more questions, folks. So send them in, please. And uh, we've had some creative ones lately that weren't even really news-related, but we'll talk about anything. This is news-related. Do you work on your stories alone or are other people involved?
0: I I mean, for all of us, I think we can all confidently say what we do is largely a team effort. I think depending on who you're talking to in the the news industry, it's different. But for us, you know, as the reporters, we're going to be the ones who a lot of times follow through on the calls and the research, but we have producer Pete who's there collecting documents and doing surveillance and going out and talking to people. We have our executive producer, Sarah, who's keeping us in line and making sure that we're staying focused on what we're actually supposed to be delivering. We work with incredible photojournalists. Dave Machuda is a magician of an editor. So the best stories have a lot of eyes on them because we all help each other catch things that sometimes we don't think about or we might overlook. So even through the review process, we all know a lot about what, we're all working on.
1: I think we're individually kind of the project leaders of our own individual stories. My husband's an engineer, so I threw out a project leader reference there, but we're in charge of making sure that all the information is gotten and all the different components come together because it's our story. And at the end of the day, it's our name on the headline, but we need our photographers. We might work with three different photographers on a single story. And then our stories are all usually edited by Dave Machuda. Sometimes a photographer will edit them as well. Uh, Uh, on the day side things of on the day side scheme with the general assignment reporters, their photographers are editing everything. So it's just a reporter photographer team behind each story. We have more hands in our stories because they're more in depth.
2: Well, and we, when we get to the point of actually maybe submitting something for an awards contest or something, that's when it becomes readily apparent just how many people end up getting their hands in these things because you think, well, well, who touched this story in some way? And we'll have 8, 10, 12 names sometimes because there are so many people who can tribute to what we do. I think you're right. We're like the the, the general contractors, the project leads who are, are leading everything and these stories are our babies, but we couldn't do it alone. And even sometimes just the three of us bouncing ideas off of each other. Hey, I'm struggling with this. What do you think? Or where should I go with that? We do a lot of talking to each other when we've run into roadblocks, when we need to brainstorm and uh, or when we just need to know, hey, do you do you have something in your files or your archives that might fit what what I'm working on. So we do a lot as a team, but I don't think there's any story that any one of us has ever put on the air that was a complete solo effort.
1: Well, and to use Alteray as an example, I brought that script to both of you to review before I Sent it to Sarah to review and approve. She approves our scripts. So I turn to you both for input. Where can I cut? Does this make sense? And you guys were both really helpful there. And then on top of that, we forgot about graphics. We have a graphics department too that will make mm-hmm. stuff for us as well. So there's a lot of different hands in the pot.
0: And I think a lot of what we do as well in, with the photojournalists we work with, with Dave Machuda, with our executive producer, with each other is we're just we're talking things out. Because we don't always know, we don't get a story and immediately know, well, I need this, this, and this, and I'm going to go here, here, and here. And we don't just instantly have it mapped out. A lot of the times you have to feel your way through different situations that can change or get really tricky. Or maybe you do hit a wall and you don't know where to go next. And that's something that we all help each other with.
2: And as we're putting together components of a story, oftentimes, I remember someone once asking me, you know, how do you get some of these people to talk to you about really sensitive things? And sometimes, uh, right now I'm working on a story where I said, hey, Pete, can you go knock on a door for me and see if you can get this person to talk to you? And if they'll talk to you, maybe they'll talk to me and then maybe they'll do an on-camera interview. And sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. When it does, we sometimes get elements you meet a character you hear a story that you think I can't believe that person went on television and shared that but wow that was really really powerful and it starts with that outreach and and, and Pete's one of the best at making those connections so yeah this is the kind of thing we you know, as you, you mentioned Dave Machuda uh, we we talked before he he must have sort of by proxy won thousands of awards in his career because yeah. he he's always got some sort of uh you know piece of uh, of of a great story. He's a magician in the edit base. So yeah, this is definitely, it sounds cliche to say things are a team effort, but they definitely are team efforts. We just each have sort of our own stake in, in a story maybe being our baby primarily, but it doesn't happen without a lot of help.
1: Right. Without a good photographer and a good editor, we don't look nearly as, as good. It's just a basic fact. It, it elevates everything we do and makes everybody look better. You can have all the best information in the world, but
0: if you can't use it to tell a compelling story that keeps people's interest and shows them how what you're saying to them impacts them, then it, it really doesn't amount to a whole lot.
2: Do you have a question you want the Open Record team to answer? Let us know. Shoot us an email at theinvestigators at fox That's T-H-E investigators altogether at fox Thanks for listening to Open Record. We'd also like to thank the people behind the scenes making this podcast happen. Producer Pete, Dave Machuda, Suzanne Barthel, and Sarah Smith.
0: If you enjoy listening, please let us know. You can leave a review in Apple Podcasts.
1: And don't forget to check out Fox 6's other podcast, Definitely Milwaukee with Carl Deffenbaugh. If you want more Open Record, just head to our website, fox6now.com.